Hi, fam. Welcome back to my mommy beauty podcast. I love you guys. Jesus. Over you. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Hey, fam. That was my son. You got to start him off young. Um... Uh, let's just go right into prayer. I'm sorry. I'm like telling him to go back in the room, close the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Two seconds of fame is over. <laughs> but uh, let's just bow our heads in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come humbly yet boldly to your throne, Lord. I pray that the words that come out of my mouth are your words, Lord. I take myself out of it, Father, and we only want to hear what you have to say, Lord. Give me the wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, Lord, to be able to tell your children what you want them to hear. Father, I pray that as I decrease, Lord, you increase, Father. I bind up any evil doer, any evil spirit, any evil tongue that'll come up against this word, Lord. I bind them up and I cast them down, set fire to them, Lord. I plead the blood of Jesus of myself over this episode, over my family. And that is in Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Okay, fam. Let's go to... Where are we going? Um, let's go to Mark 11. No, let's go to Matthew 21 first. Verse 12. I mean, verse 18, I'm sorry. Jesus curses the fig tree. In the morning, as Jesus was returning to Jerusalem... He was hungry, and he noticed a fig tree beside the road. He went over to see if there were any figs, but there were only leaves left. Then he said to it, May you never bear fruit again. And immediately the fig withered up. The disciples were amazed when they saw this and asked, How did the fig tree wither so quickly? Then Jesus told them, I tell you the truth. If you have faith and don't doubt that you can do things like this and much more, You can even say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. You can pray for anything, and if you have faith, you will receive it. Now let's go to Mark chapter 11, verse 12. And this is um, Jesus is cursing the fig tree. The next morning, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. He noticed a fig tree in full leaf, a little way off. So he went over to see if it could find any figs. But there were only leaves because it was too early in the season for fruit. Then Jesus said to the tree, May no one ever eat your fruit again. The disciples heard him say it. Now if you go down to verse 20. The next morning as they passed the fig tree he had cursed, the disciples noticed it withered from the roots up. Peter remembered what Jesus had said to the tree, 
on the previous day and exclaimed, Look, Rabbi, the fig tree you cursed has withered up and died. Then Jesus said to the disciples, Have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, May you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen, and no one and, and no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you received it, it will be yours. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against, so your Father in heaven will forgive you. So the first step in prayer is pray against unforgiveness because you know how when, when it says Jesus cursed the fig tree it withered from the root up you want to hit your target at the root and then it can manifest up so if you have unforgiveness in your heart right you want to um, curse that spirit from the root up so I bind up this spirit of unforgiveness in the name of Jesus you understand bro you understand sis so, you know, first thing we want to do is we want to forgive others. We want to be in a repentive state. Allow the Lord to examine our heart. And then when he reveals to us what spirits is, is behind how we're feeling, we want to pray against those spirits. We want to hit it at the target. You know, if you're saying, um, Lord, what's a good example? Okay, let's say if you are having homosexual thoughts and you're like, I know this is not right, but I don't know how to stop it. What you can say is, a prayer that you can say is, um, you know, Father, I I, I, I really want to stop. I, I, I repent. I want to turn away from this. I want to stop. Wait, how can I stop? You want to go, back a couple episodes, we want to go into war mode. And we want to begin to pray against that spirit of homosexuality. By the name of Jesus, I cast out this spirit of homosexuality in the name of Jesus. But I plead the blood of Jesus. You've got to flee from me in the name of Jesus. you got to go into war, okay? Because, like I said, it starts in the spiritual and it makes its way to the natural. So we need to fight in the spiritual realm in order to receive it in our natural. So then it says, do not doubt it in your heart. Do not have unbelief. And I want to give you another scripture about unbelief. So, Let's go to Mark 9. Mark chapter 9. Starting at first. Let's start at Jesus heals a demon-possessed boy. Verse 14. When they returned to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd surrounding them 
and some teachers of religious law were arguing with them. When the crowd saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with awe, and they ran to greet him. What is all this arguing about, Jesus asked. One of the men in the crowd spoke up and said, Teacher, I brought my son so you could heal him. He is possessed by an evil spirit that won't let him talk. And whenever the spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground. Then he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast out the evil spirit, but they couldn't do it. Jesus said to them, you faithless people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought the boy, and when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child in a violent convulsion, and he fell to the ground, withering and foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. He replied, since he was a little boy, the spirit often throws him into the fire or into the water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. Let's stop for a minute and let's just glorify the Lord because Jesus are very well know what is wrong, but he, he asks to be able to, it's a release when you can talk about what's going on. It's a release when you start letting things that's bottled up out. It's a release. You get what I'm saying? Like he already knows, but it's different when you can speak it for yourself. When you can say, you know, God, uh, like how he was just talking. It was that release. Like, yes, somebody cares. Okay? He, that's what he, yes, Jesus cares. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. What do you mean if I can? Jesus asked. Anything is possible if a person believes. The father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. Listen, if you have doubt in your heart, unbelief, tell the Lord, Lord, I believe you. Help me with my unbelief. I used to pray that prayer all the time. Father, I believe. Even when he tells me big things, like big things that he wants to do. Father, I believe you. Help me overcome this unbelief. And then you know what? You bind up that spirit of unbelief in the name of Jesus. You go into war mode. When Jesus saw that the crowd of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak, he said. I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. Then the spirit screamed and threw the boy into another violent convulsion and left. See, now what these demons will try to do, they will try to intimidate you. Because you see how it threw the boy into another violent convulsion? It's they want to have feed off your fear. They need to feed off your fear. But you stand firm with your feet planted. Because who the sun sets free is truly free. The demons have to bow. They have to flee at that name of Jesus. Okay? So they, they could talk tough, but they got to go. The boy appeared to be dead. A murmur ran through the crowd as the people said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and helped him to his feet. And he stood up. Afterward, when Jesus was alone in the house with his disciples, they asked him, why couldn't we cast out that evil spirit? Jesus replied, this only can be casted, this only can be cast out by prayer. And some verses say, some manuscripts read by prayer and fasting. Some strongholds, some breakthroughs, some deliverance, you will have to fast. 
because he says it right here. This can only be casted out by prayer and fasting. Take it to the Lord, okay? Take it to the Lord. Take it to the Lord. Um, Father, where do you want to go next? Okay, let's go to Matthew 6, 4. Okay, now let's go to Matthew. Oh, that was 6.14, but I really want to start at Matthew 6, verse 5. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth. This is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father, who will, who sees everything, will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on and on as Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them, for your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. Pray like this. Our father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins as we've forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. If you forgive the ones who sin against you, your heavenly father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive your sins. Now, the, the last episode I just recorded, remember I told you that I broke down and I was crying because I went over, I started thinking about things that was going over in my past that I have done that sinned against God. And also, I sinned against myself. And that's why the Lord told me, you have to forgive yourself. Because how can I forgive you if you don't forgive yourself? You're included in forgive forgive others. You're, you are included in that. It's healing and forgiving yourself. And when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, for they look they try to look miserable and diseased, so people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth, that is the only reward they will ever get. But when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face. Then you then no one will notice that you are fasting except your father, who knows what you do in private. And if your father who sees everything and your father who sees everything will reward you. Let's go to verse 14. Wait, hold on. Okay, we did already. So you you see where, if you go back up to the top where it says, verse 8, don't be like them, for your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. Pray like this. And then when you go and you see, may your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Pray for his will to be done. Ask the Lord. Lord, what is your will? Because in James chapter, we're going to go to James chapter 4, verse 3. And hold on, I'm going to read you the King James. 
ye asked, ye asked and received not, because ye asked amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lust. And when you look up amiss, that is wrongly or inappropriately. Amiss means like, that's what it means. So when you're like, you could be praying to the Lord and you truly think that that is good. But there's a way that seems right to a man, but it leads in destruction. And if we go to Jeremiah 29, 11. Oh, this is one of my favorite verses. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity, restore your fortunes, and I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you and bring you home again to your own land. He knows the plans that he has for you. And we want to always be like God. We want to be like God. We want to be like, I know what I want. So this is what I want. And Lord, I need you to help me get it. And he's like, but I know the plans that I have for you. I'm the one that's all knowing here. I'm eternity years old. And you out here trying to be grown. And I'm the one that's eternal. So let me, you you telling me. You, that's what the Lord be like. And it all starts with having your heart in the right posture. The Lord wants you to have things that your heart desires, but he wants you to have them in the right way. He doesn't want to give you things that feed your lustful desires because the Lord does not want you to have a spirit of lust. He wants you to be set free. So you'll be like, why isn't this going my way? And he's like, your heart is in the wrong position. You still need healing. You still need to come to me. Allow me to tell you what's in your heart. So, hold on, because it's another Bible verse. Let's go to Jeremiah 33, starting at verse 3. Ask me and I will tell you, ask me, it says, and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about, things to come. For this is what the Lord of the God of Israel says. He says, ask him and he will tell you secrets of things you do not know about. Get your healing. He wants you whole. He wants you to know who the son sets free is truly free. You do not have to do this on your own. Let's go to where where do you want to take it? Um, 
Okay, let's go to John 15. I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit. So they will produce even more fruit. So even if you go back into Mark and you see he cursed the fig tree because it wasn't producing fruit. He, he, went, he went to the fig tree because he was hungry, and it didn't produce no fruit. So it, he cursed it, and it withered away. He said, you have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Listen. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you will ask for anything you want and it will be granted. Because if you remain in him and his words remain in you, you will not be praying against his will. You will not want evil. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to the Father. I have loved you even as a father has I have loved you as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confine in his slaves. Now you are my friends since I have told you everything the Father told me. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my command. Love each other. If you're on this podcast because he chose you. You didn't choose him. He chose you. Allow him to love you. The world's hatred. If the world hates you, Remember that it hated me first. The world will love you as one of its own if you belong to it. But you are no longer part of the world. I chose you to come out of the world so it hates you. Don't you remember what I told you? A slave is not greater than the master. Since they persecuted me, naturally they will persecute you. If they had listened to me, they would listen to you. They will do all this to you because of me. For they have rejected the one who sent me. They would not be guilty if I had not come and spoken to them. But now they have no excuse for their sin. Anyone who hates me also hates my father. If I hadn't done such miraculous signs among them that no one else could do, they would not be guilty. But as it is, they have seen everything I did, yet they still hate me and my father. 
This fulfills what is written in their scriptures. They hated me without cause, but I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the father and will testify all about me. And you must also testify about me because you have been with me from the beginning of my ministry. I'm going to release the Holy Spirit. Jesus has already released it, but I'm going to activate it because it's got to be caught. I can't, you got to catch this. Say, Holy Spirit, come in. I receive you in the name of Jesus. Come into my heart, Holy Spirit. Cleanse me of my sins. Allow me to be washed in the blood. In the name of Jesus. Let's go to John 16. I have told you these things so you won't abandon your faith. For you will be expelled from the synagogues. And the time is coming when those who kill you will think they are doing a holy sacrifice for God. This is because they have never known the Father or me. Yes, I'm telling you these things now so that when they abandon you, you will remember my warning. I didn't tell you earlier because I was going to be with you for a while. The Lord just, he just dropped into me. It's somebody on here who you have these really bad, crazy thoughts about Jesus. And it's like, you don't even want to think it, but you feel like it's you thinking it. And I want to look up the definition of persecute. Subject someone to hostility and ill treatment especially because of their race or political or religious beliefs, harass or annoy persistently. When we think of persecution, let's not only think of persecution from another like human being. Let's also, because everything happens in the spiritual realm, and you hear these, these, these words and these voices in your head because the Satan's servants, the spirits, they want to persecute you. Jesus just told you, you will be persecuted, harassed, or annoyed. There is times and there were times that I would have thoughts in my mind that I was like, Lord, forgive me. And I used to beat myself up about it. And the Lord revealed to me, Jade, it's not you. Don't bite the bait. It's not you. You 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 don't feel like that. That's not really what's in your heart. Remember we talked about how when you go fishing, you got to cast the bait into the water. And you have to wait for a fish to bite it. That's what they do. They shoot your fiery arrows at you. That's when you hold up your shield of faith. The work of the Holy Spirit. But now I'm going away to the one who sent me. And now one of you is asking where I'm going. Instead, you grieve because what I have told you. But in fact, it's best for you that I go away. Because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I, if I do, if I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. Righteousness is available because I go to the father and you will see me no more. 
Judgment will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. There is so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. Have you ever heard the term of, uh, uh, how's it go? Like to basically go through the open door the Lord has made for you. There's hell in the hallway. I am not going to sit here and tell you that, oh, everything is glittering rainbows. Because you will have days that you you don't, that you just feel down, beat up. There will be days like that. There will be days that you will be persecuted, mocked. There will be days like that. It will be days where people will kill you with their words because we have the power of life and death in our tongues. So it's it's a day that you will be, you know, killed by somebody's words spiritually, like somebody will say something to you. It will be those days. Because if you want to reign with Christ, you got to suffer with him. But when I'm telling you, when you suffer with him, his power works best in your weakness. First you will be weak, but then you will be strong. So let's go. In a while, a little while, you won't see me anymore. But a little while after that, you will see me again. Some of these disciples asked each other, what does he mean when he says, in a little while, you won't see me? But when you when you but then you will see me and I am going to the Father. And what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand. Jesus realized they wanted to ask him about it. So he said, Are you asking yourselves what I mean? I said, In a little while, you won't see me. But a little while after that, you will see me again. I tell you the truth, you will weep and mourn over what is going to happen to me, but the world will rejoice. You will grieve, but your grief will suddenly turn into wonderful joy. It will be like a woman suffering the pains of labor. Labor, When her child is born, her anguish gives way to the joy because she brought a new baby into the world. So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one can rob you of that joy. At that time, you will need to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth. You will ask the Father directly, and he will grant your request because you use my name. You, have, you haven't done this before. Ask using my name and you will receive and you will have abundant joy. I have spoken of these matters in figures of speech, but soon I will stop speaking figuratively and I will tell you plainly all about the Father. Then you will ask in my name. I'm not saying I will ask the Father on your behalf, but the Father himself loves you dearly because you have me, because you love me and believe that I came from God. Yes, I came from the Father into the world. And now I will leave the world and return to the Father. Then his disciples said, At last, you're speaking plainly and not figuratively. Now we understand that you know everything and there's no need to question you. From this we believe that you came from God. Jesus asked, Do you finally believe? But the time is coming. Indeed, it's here now. 
that you will be scattered, each one of you going his own way, leaving me alone. Yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. I have told you all these things so you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart, because I have overcome the world. Yes, glory be to your name, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. So, family, as I was reading, the Lord was, like, downloading to me. Tell you this. It's just a quick story. Um, This one night, I was beginning to have anxiety. Like, it was semi-bad. And I just felt like my heart was bumping out my chest and my thoughts was running. But I still had this calmness on me. But I felt like I was panicking. And um, I say I had it from, like, two to like, I think I finally got up at like seven and I just was like, I need to, I went to my mama house because you know, you got to go to your mama house sometimes. So I went to my mama house and I was like, I need her to check my blood pressure because I just, I knew that once she checked my blood pressure, I would be okay because I knew my heart really wasn't racing. So the Lord, I began to pray to him like, Lord, I just, I need to just get my blood pressure checked. He was like, yes, that's what you need to go do. After you get your blood pressure checked, he was like, you will begin to feel better because you're going to understand, you're going to have more understanding that this is just an attack from the enemy. So I'm getting my kids ready. My niece has spent the night, so I'm telling her to get ready. And we all load into the car. And as I'm driving, I feel like I'm outside of my body. And I'm praying in my head to the Lord because I have to stay calm, you know, because I have to stay calm. So, and by the grace of God, I did stay calm. And I'm driving, and I'm I'm praying to him in my head. I'm like, Lord, I do not feel like I'm in my body. And he's like, calm down. I'm right here. I haven't left you. I'm right here. I have not left you. And I'm like, but Lord, it feels like you did. Like I, It feels like you did. <laughs> okay? I feel like this is an out-of-body experience. And I got to my mom's house. I got my blood pressure checked, all of that. And I just began to rejoice. Like I like it was like a weight was kind of lifted off of me. Because I was just like, God is so good. Like, God is so good. Like I first I am weak, but then I am strong. He is so good. That's why I shall fear no evil. In those moments is the moments that I got to know him the most. In my weakest point, I know him the most. When I feel like I have no control over my body, when I feel like I don't have control over my thoughts, but he come in and he say, peace be still and peace be still. Those are the moments that I know who he is. Not the moments where, oh, I got I got this, I got that, I got this. Yes, glory to his name. I will give glory to my God every day, all day. But in those moments when I feel weak is the moments that I know the Lord the most. That's the moments that I am grateful for the most is those moments where he just comes and he shows up with his power, his love, his mercy, his grace. I just love that part of the Lord. Family, in your weakness, he can show you how strong he is. He can show you by his power who he is. Let's read his prayer. After all these things, Jesus looked up to to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. 
Glorify your son so he can give glory back to you. For you have given him authority over everyone he, he gives eternal life to. Each one of each one you have given him. And this is the way to have eternal life. To know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ. The one you sent to earth. Okay, I'll... Okay. God is... Jesus is God. His name is Jesus. <laughs> so when you when you hear him say, true God and Jesus Christ, he is the true God and his name is Jesus Christ. That's like if somebody calls you, oh, that's my mom. My kids call me mom, but my name is Jade. You get what I'm saying? Like he's our God with an uppercase G. I brought you glory to you. I brought glory to you here by earth by completing the work and you gave me to do. Now, Father, bring me into the glory we shared before the world began. I have revealed to you the one. I have revealed to the ones you gave me this world. They were always yours. You gave them to me and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything I have is a gift from you. For I have passed on to them the message you gave me. They accepted it and know that I came from you and believed that you sent me. My prayer is not for the world, but for those you have given me, because they belong to you. All who are mine belong to you, and you have given them to me, so they bring me glory. Now I am departing from the world. They are staying in this world, but I am coming to you. Holy Father, you have given me your name. Now protect them by the power of your name so that they will be united just as we are. During my time here, I protected them by the power of the name you gave me. I guard them so that no one was lost except the one headed for destruction, as the scriptures foretold. Now I'm coming to you. I told them many things while I was with them in this world so they would be filled with my joy. I have given them your word, and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I am not asking you to take them out of the world but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth, just as you sent me into the world. I am sending them into the world, and I will give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so they can be made holy by your truth. I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they will be all be one, just as you and I are one. As you are in me, Father, and I am in you, and they be in us, so they that the world will believe you sent me. I have given them the glory you gave me, so they may be one as we are one. And I am in them, and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me, and that you love them as much as you love me. Father, I want these whom you have given me to be with me where I am. Then they can call, then they can see all the glory you gave me because you loved me even before the world began. O righteous Father, the world doesn't know you, but I do, and these disciples know you sent me. I have revealed you to them, and I will continue to do so. Then your love for me will be in them, and I will be in them. Family. 
Jesus knew he was about to get crucified. He knew he was about to get tortured. And he still prayed for God's will to be done. He still prayed for us. He still prayed that we would be able to be saved by him. Let's let's really sit there and just give the moment time, the, the Lord time, give him a moment and just think about that. Like, you prayed for me. As you knew you were about to get tortured and crucified, you prayed for me. Okay, let's go to Isaiah 55. Hold up, y'all know I be, y'all know I be calling out the wrong ones. I think it is 55 though. Yeah. Isaiah 53, I'm sorry. Who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot like a root in dry ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with the deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care, yet it was our weakness he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of all of us. He was oppressed and treated harshly. Yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep is silent before the shears. He did not open his mouth. Unjustly condemned, he was led away. No one cared that he died without descendants, that his life was cut short in midstream, but he was struck down for the rebellion of my people. He was done no wrong and had never deceived anyone. And he was buried like a criminal. He was put in a rich man's grave. But it was the Lord's good plan to crush him. And to cause him grief. Yet when his life is made an offering for our sins. He will have many descendants. He will enjoy a long life. And the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands. When he sees that all is accomplished by his anguish. He will be satisfied. And because of his experience. My righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous. For he will bear all their sins. I will give him the honor of victorious soldier. Because he exposed himself to death. He was accounted among the rebels. He bore the sins of many and interceded for rebels. He was crushed for our iniquities. He was pierced for our rebellion. If I, listen, 
it's the song I listen to. It's by Brian T. It's Brian with two N's. And it's um it's called Healed. And he says, I used to suffer for the wrong things in life. And it's only right I learned to suffer for Christ. And when you really think about when you join with Christ, yeah, you you gonna reign with him. But, you, but, like, why not endure his suffering? He he experienced death for you so you wouldn't have to. You know? He's so humble. It says that, basically, like, if you reread this, he didn't come down here with the best of the best. It says that he didn't even, it was nothing to him to make him attract to us. It was just, he came down here as a regular person, but was treated horribly for us. So, I don't take my suffering as woe is me. I used to, I used to take my suffering as woe is me. But I, I, I just, listen. I used to suffer for the wrong things in life. So it's only right I learned to suffer for Christ. If you get a second, listen to that song. It's Brian T. And it's called Healed. I'm going to post it with the scriptures at the bottom. Allow the Lord to tell you what's in your heart and begin to cast them down. He'll tell you the names of the spirits, you know. Like envy, jealousy, bitterness, unforgiveness, hostility. Begin to cast them down in the name of Jesus. Take this word back to the Lord and allow him to expound on it even deeper. Because he knows what you need. Just just take, just, just really read that again. Read Isaiah 53 again. Yet it was our weakness he carried. It was our sorrow that weighed him down, you know? But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. Listen, when I just think about that, like, he was he was tore down to build me up. He felt every lash. He felt every one of those thorns that went into his head, you know? He felt every nail that went into his body. That was Jesus. He could have numbed himself to that pain, but he allowed himself to feel that pain for us. He carried his cross after being whipped for us. On that cross, he said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. That is true, the truest love I could ever want in my life. Listen, that's the one real love I know I always had in life. And that's the real love that's seeking you. He wants to open your eyes to him. Allow him to do that, bro. Allow him to do that, sis.
I love you guys. Let's just bow our heads in prayer. Bow there's anything else you need to say. He said, I have said it all. <laughs> but he also said to tell you to allow him into your heart. Allow him to. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you, Lord, just in thanksgiving and praise. You are so good, and I love you, Lord. I love my family. I love that you give me my family so we, we can all suffer with each other, and we can pick each other up when we feel down, Lord. I thank you for after we suffer for a while, we get the ring with you, Father. I thank you for the suffering, Lord. Because in those moments is what brought me closer to you. Those are the moments that I was so weak, but I got to feel your strength. It's in those moments that I experienced true love. And I pray that for my brothers and sisters, Lord. I thank you for being who you are to me, Lord. I thank you for who you are to my family, Father. Minister to them, Lord. I pray that you send the Holy Spirit into their hearts at this moment that they hear this prayer, Father. And you just show them the power you have shown me, Lord. And that's in Jesus' mighty name that I pray. Amen. See y'all, fam. I love you guys so much. And most importantly, Jesus loves y'all. Bye.